What's up, everyone? It's Kevin back with another episode. Uh, so this week we're going to be talking about uh, hybrid mobile development, which isn't a hundred percent my thing, but our two guest speakers is definitely their thing. And like, of course, I just love mobile in general. So I had a lot of fun making this episode and talking to them, and I hope you enjoy it too. Uh, also, there's like a mini surprise at the end. So yeah, enjoy. so back with another episode uh this time we're gonna be biased we're gonna do mobile stuff because that's interesting more interesting than the rest of the tech people <laughs> so in real life, i don't introduce people so if you all want to introduce yourself and what you do and the platform that you enjoy more than the others uh i could start yeah so my name is nick um i have been a react native developer for about three or four years uh, I currently work at a boot camp called Resilient Coders. Uh, we teach people of color how to code. We're trying to close that opportunity gap. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed the reason why I picked up coding was like I wanted to make apps, but I also was kind of lazy. I didn't want to learn like the native languages. <laughs> so I picked up web dev so that I could um, knowingly uh, transfer those skills over onto like the react native platform and i've been very happy with it all right next victim <laughs> uh, so i'm emmanuel i'm in chicago um been in mobile for like six years um so started off with consulting and then with consulting a lot of people wanted uh, cross-platform solutions so uh kind of led to the xamarin thing uh and been doing xamarin since then um, so mainly do like contracts or B2B stuff for enterprise clients. Um, so just a bunch of business consulting plus mobile on top of that. Got you. So was there any deterrent? I think Nick mentioned it. Like he just didn't want to learn <laughs> the native stuff. But Emmanuel, is there any reason you didn't go native? Uh, well, it's just kind of like with because I started off with a, a software com a consulting company working for them. Um, and a lot of their clients just wanted cross -plot. like they wanted a project that would reach both of them. So it's kind of just a more of a needs thing uh, than a preference, I think. Mm. All right, well, I mean, everyone wants to know, how long does it take to be um, a respectable mobile developer in your perspective? Um, I can start that answer. Um, I would probably say one and a half or two years, um, just mainly because uh, just experience. So you need to know how to submit, but like the, the issue submitting to the, the Apple store, like the common issues that you'll get rejected for, um, QA processes, just the whole like nine yards as far as like doing a project from like the scratch to the to the finish just mainly like it's not just coding it's a lot of other business operations that kind of need to happen too yeah i agree uh, as long as you're i think first of all like it's important if you want to be uh respected by others like you have to like do stuff <laughs> you know what i'm saying you gotta talk about it you gotta share what you're working on share your opinions on stuff uh it's a big part of why i'm like on twitter um um but beyond that you know it's you have to also make sure you're putting in the time to learn and develop that skill set, you know, like figure out what the best practices are, uh, figure out what the rest of the industry is doing, how others are doing it, how can you apply it to your projects and stuff like that. Um, so I usually, I'm usually looking for ways people are doing the things that I want to do and I'm either doing it like them or you know, doing it sort of like them and then, you know, working my own preferences in. And so, and that has given me like a lot of confidence in like what I know and how I approach things. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so just so we go ahead and get the bad part over, what is your least favorite part about being in mobile development? Uh, I'll start. No lies. <laughs> yeah. I'll start honestly. So, uh, being being with React Native has been 
pretty bumpy. Things are getting a lot better now. But if you think about what they're doing, it's one whole platform that and then iOS development is another platform on its own and Android is another platform on its own. And so this one platform is like managing these two under a JavaScript platform. Um, and so there's a lot of things that just kind of pop up like you can't you can't do this anymore because Apple decided to update something. You can't um, recent. The most recent thing I dealt with something. All my Firebase stuff broke because Android decided to switch. Uh, Google decided to switch all these like Firebase libraries under the hood, <laughs> and so it just feels like I'm like on this. On I'm like a, a captain on this ship, and and but we're always in a giant storm at all times, and I'm just trying to like keep it together so we can move forward. It's, it never really feels like uh, smooth sailing for like. A, a while you know what i'm saying makes sense i can let you know from an android perspective it's not smooth selling either so don't feel bad right <laughs> so it's like it's like magnified being on the react native side you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> yeah i feel the the same way with uh mm -hmm. those pain points um but my main pain points are mo mostly from like a business consulting stuff so like uh, a lot of clients really have a big misconception about mobile even though they use these things every day um so they try to bring a lot of concepts from other frameworks like web and desktop that don't fit in apps plus mm. they try to make their apps overly complicated when i and then when i combat them with like would you like do you use an app that's like this no then why do you want that it's like well because that's how it's supposed to be it's like no that's not how it's supposed to be but so it's just it's just getting through that phase uh, to and then getting their respect and they're like okay yeah you're right. Yeah, some people don't even. Uh, as much as I love mobile, like I honestly prefer mobile. Um, sometimes people don't even need mobile apps to launch their thing. It's way it's way more expensive to launch a mobile app, and there's a lot you can do. You can do a lot of testing on the web first before determining that mobile would be worth it. Yeah. Definitely agree with that. Like a lot of people that ask me that come with their app ideas, I'm like, well, can you at least validate with just a web app only that's mobile optimized? And then once you actually have revenue, uh, come to me because it's not cheap. So just fair yeah. warning. They don't like hearing that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, nobody believes that mobile is probably the most expensive part of any budget. Yeah. Like mobile design and testing, I think are the top three most expensive shit I've ever seen. Right. And you could probably get you can probably do the same exact thing you want in with a, such a small budget just just to even validate if it's going to work. Yeah. Very true. So speaking of things not working, of course, the whole like Iowa shit happened. I like shitting on apps that are horrible. What do you guys <laughs> think about it? Since it was a React Native app, I would love to hear Nick's perspective. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. What am I missing here? <laughs> Something happened with iOS? Uh, no, the Iowa voting app. It was a React Native oh, app. Oh, like poorly oh, built in two months. Oh, man. Yeah. So, honestly, like, I just feel like uh, that whole thing, like, I just don't, I don't think React Native is to blame. However, I do believe that because react native makes it so easy to get into mobile like you know when someone people who aren't ready could do a lot of damage <laughs> you know what i'm saying like if i'm sure if there had to be like a, a um if react native didn't exist and there had to be like a native platform i just somehow feel like there would have been people more ready for that whole thing versus not not knowing react native and jumping in and trying to make such an important app does that make sense yeah it does so i mean i guess on that front as well like let's talk about people getting into your perspective um niches like i know xamarin is predominantly um c sharp or i guess it's also good for diet net type of people and react native is really good for like the web developers that are moving over do you think there's any other skills um, that will help out, like if someone wanted to make that transition? Because, for example, with the Iowa app, I think that they were web developers. And so, hey, let's go make an app, React Native, just like it made sense. 
I can't blame him. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it did make sense. Uh, I think I think, but you know, so I I don't know too much uh about the individuals themselves, but from what I understand, what I gathered is that they just came out of like a boot camp, right? Like At three out of four, but right. Yeah, there was that one senior. But uh, I think like I don't I don't know exactly how much experience they had before. Like I'm thinking about myself and how I learned, and, uh, and I'm self-taught, and I didn't really have any great structure to get where I am. Um, it was just like a lot of grinding and hitting my head against the wall. And so like I can't say that I would have done a better job like three or four years ago if if i was tasked with this you know what i'm saying it's because of the experience of shipping things that i have that i think i would have done actually probably would have done really good with that <laughs> you know what i'm saying like I, I i've seen what can break i've seen like how to prevent things from you know getting out of whack only because I've been through the experience of seeing those things break and get out of getting out of whack through my own learning journey. Um, and I also think there's a lot to be said about like community, you know what I mean? And uh, a big part of my learning is sort of joining communities, talking to people about it. And I'm going to assume that they weren't really trying to talk about it or reaching out to people because someone experience probably would have heard something and been like like a good friend of theirs could have been like yo that sounds like right really wild what you're about to do and how you're doing this like why like why are you doing this let's talk about it you know what i'm saying yeah i think uh what i would have done different just from my experience is like as having like i don't blame the devs for doing this because i kind of understand how being in the industry i kind of understand how this works it's a salesperson has a good relationship with someone and sounds like, oh yeah, we can make an app and then got, kind of just sells it before talking to the devs and the devs just kind of have to figure it out. Um, so that's obviously not a good strategy, but yeah. um, just having like business knowledge, knowledge as far as like knowing the how the process usually works, there's no way you're going to get that done in two months. Um, that's kind of just an unrealistic timeline, and especially for that budget too. If you wanted two months, it would have to be a way bigger budget than that. Um, so I don't blame the devs, but like, obviously the, the customer should have also done their research on the agency that they used. Like, so what pa past experience do you guys have to me like a deadline of two months? Cause obviously there's a whole thing. It's not just building the app for that type of stuff. You like a lot of QA, um, a lot of coordination with teams to make sure that the app, like the requirements are met. So I don't think much of that kind of happened in two months. Cause I don't really, and also like a project management. Uh, aspect of the project too i don't know if the senior dev or they had another project manager that kind of facilitated what the developers are doing and the client like that's it, it just seems like a whole mess yeah there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there <laughs> yeah but it, it kind of highlights like things that i've seen in the industry like a lot of our clients have been burned several times so that's and they end up with us and they're super happy just because we do i think i mean we don't really like we're just not. Nah, go ahead and flex. Stop trying. Yeah. Just go ahead and flex. <laughs> we're, we're not bad. It's like you hear the stories <laughs> of like people that just go away for like a whole year and come back with an app that meets the requirements. But like any common person would be like, okay, you guys need these things to integrate, even though you guys didn't say that explicitly. Explicitly, uh, didn't say that you guys this should be integrated, um, and this should work like that, and we should do testing, and and it should work. Whereas like they just deliver a project and it's just like, oh, we can't even log in because there's database collisions. Like what? How do you, how are you cool with presenting that to a client? I don't get it, but whatever. <laughs> yo, that wasn't a flex. You got to be like, yo, we're the best. I mean, yeah, yeah he tried to avoid saying they're the best. We're <laughs> not the worst. <laughs> okay. The best. I mean, I'm just, I'm just highlighting how bar, how low the bar is. I mean, we are yeah, the yeah, best. Yeah. We do this, but like, you'll be surprised. Like, our clients just get burned, and it's just like, why? Like, why are people out here doing that? That's not. That just doesn't seem like a good long term plan. But whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so <clears throat> speaking of that, like, how does mobile, the mobile landscape, look in the different areas that you're in? So, I know I'm in the Midwest, so I understand a little bit more now with the whole Xamarin thing, but. Nick, like, where are you located, and how is React Native 
look, Emmanuel, you're in Chicago, I'm in Michigan. So like, how is that different from those two perspectives as well? Um, I can start on the Midwest thing. There, a lot of the Midwest, like I think you also recognize there's a lot of Microsoft shops. So Xamarin's pretty popular out here. Um, and yeah, there's a, there's a decent demand as far as like enterprise stuff. Cause I see the market kind of maturing. We're past the, everybody wants to make a gimmicky app just to have an app and having like actual business needs for apps. Um, and then like a lot of people just realize that their consumers and their workforce mainly interact with apps. So they kind of want to have that experience down. Um, and they're obviously looking for people that have done s stuff before. Um, so that's kind of why we're like, well, we, we've done, we do this. So it's like, okay, yeah, this is a natural fit. Um, uh, oh, are you done? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm in Boston and this is a very tech heavy place. There's startups everywhere. Uh, there's a lot of startups in um in Cali that started in Boston and they all just moved to Cali and stuff like that. So there's technology all over me, all over um, this area. And so, uh, yeah, I, w as far as React Native goes, there's like a lot of that kind of work too. If you were, I think, I, I wanna say maybe like two or three years ago, I was trying to find me a React Native role and it was very hard. And if I did find someone to talk to, it, they didn't really, uh, they still didn't really trust the technology and React Native has been doing very well um, as far as making a name for itself these days. So these jobs are just popping up all over. Um, I don't, I don't, I kind of feel like, you know, there's a lot of big companies supporting React Native right now. Like Microsoft switched all their apps over to React Native. Even their web things are being done with React Native. Uh, there's like a lot of uh, cross-pollination between web and mobile with react native right now that companies are trying to take and take advantage of shopify just announced they're switching to react native so it doesn't it doesn't really feel like really? <clears throat> yeah. yeah yeah they just announced that uh maybe a couple weeks ago yeah um and so that that rattled that after that tweet i seen the side of twitter that hates react native so that was interesting <laughs> to see <laughs> like i was like oh what's this so i just kept clicking um but so it doesn't really feel like my location matters as much right now. I, I, I kind of feel like uh, I can go anywhere and work with people with React Native. And especially like, you know, remote, remote work's becoming like the new wave right now. So um, I don't really think like my location, uh, while I'm in a very good location for tech, like I don't, I don't feel... Like, uh, I feel like it's more global for me um, when I think about, like, my environment with React Native. Makes sense. Yeah, I read that story about Microsoft switching, so I'm a little mm -hmm. interested to see how that affects Xamarin now. Like, Microsoft is kind of abandoning their own stuff. Yeah, Microsoft never really shows Xamarin that much love, which is kind of weird, but whatever. <laughs> if I had to be honest, like, I... I honest, I've never investigated it. I, I've seen Xamarin, Xamarin things, and I still don't know about it. Like, I don't... That's fine. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. Well, well, so, I mean, so the thing about, like, Xamarin, um, you have to pick... You have to reverse engineer a project. So you have to look at the project, what you're trying to do, and then pick up pick something to implement it in, right? So there's there are still cases where native makes sense versus cross-platform. Mm -hmm. And there are sets React makes sense. React native makes more sense than Xamarin. There's but there's there's things where Xamarin cuz it's been it's been more mature than uh, React uh, native. So I think where when you need like to share a lot of like UI code like all that stuff's the same, but you need really deep native implementations, you can do that in Xamarin, which I think React Native is trying to get to that point because I mean React Native, like you could spin up a simple app and pretty complex app that don't need any native implementations. But say like you need, for some odd reason, like offline capabilities would need would you need to be like a middle person uh, as far as like traffic to capture that to put it in the database to sync with the server later on. Like that, you have to go really deep into the native code to be able mm -hmm. to do that. And that's where I think it's different than React Native because I I have never seen an implementation like that 
in React Native, whereas in Xamarin, obviously I know how to do that. Mm. Um, so I mean, obviously if you don't need like super complex stuff, I mean, React Native or Flutter may make, may make more sense than Xamarin. Even though Xamarin Forms does make it easier, but obviously those, those frameworks are, I think, way faster to get an app in, out of than Xamarin. Mm. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess I can say the the same. Like, Xamarin does have a lot more native connections, yeah. but I I think that's where Flutter is going to challenge React Native because it's at least going to have the Android native stuff like built in. Yeah. Google Steam strongly supports Flutter, and React Native is a Facebook project. Yeah. I guess is the way to put it. <laughs> yeah, and so like, and this is where. <laughs> And this is why people think like JavaScript engineers are a piece of shit because, because Flutter is a whole new language. And I, I like only, Flutter. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure Flutter is great. Like, and, and I, and I also try to, while I'm super into what I'm into, I'm also like agnostic to an extent where it's like, I, I probably, I probably would love Flutter and I probably would do some great things with Flutter. But I know JavaScript, and it's just easier for me to build things with JavaScript. And I, and I know that there's this thing where it's like, like, yo, why is JavaScript in this space right now? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and I'm for it because, like, I'm doing that. And if things didn't work out with JavaScript, if for whatever reason, like, all JavaScript just vanished or something and something bad happened, then, you know, I'm going to have to look for something else to jump on that's going to help me do everything I want to do. But I don't have to like go out my way to learn that much more. Yeah, I don't think JavaScript will die though. I think that <clears throat> no, I just made that up. <laughs> yeah, I think like as a native developer, that is the one thing I was pretty uh, pissy about for the longest. I was like, <laughs> "What these web devs? Like, they just keep coming in with like new shit that just doesn't make sense." Yeah, and then you look at it, and it's just—I mean, your ramp up times are slower. Or faster, so I'm just like, I mean, I guess you guys can jump in. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think for me, it's something. So like learning code for me was really hard. I did not, I didn't enjoy it most of the time, and I have reached a point where I'm starting to enjoy it more, and I'm being more open minded to learning different aspects of like coding and technology. But I care more about actually shipping the product. And I think because that's where my priorities are, like I'd rather stick to the things that would help me ship faster. So I didn't want to learn native because I hated the idea that I would have to learn how to do it with Android. And then I would have to learn how to do it with iOS. And that just felt like a lot of time to me. And I didn't even know how to code at the time. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, yeah. well, I guess that's also a good question for like Emmanuel. Like, how did you get into the Xamarin space? Cause I know being in the Midwest, I've noticed they just kind of toss you in there after college, but did you enjoy it to start? Um, yes, uh, mainly because since I've like been in mobile for like a long time, um, when I recently got into mobile, there were attempts to do a cross-platform implementation. So I don't know if you guys remember like PhoneGap, that's kind of what i was in thrown into when uh we started across platform and like obviously those things don't scale just because they're basically just webview wrappers on top of everything so like if you try to scale that for business needs that doesn't really work so you imagine a, uh, a e-commerce app that has thousands of products uh list views aren't really optimized with web views uh so they don't take advantage of all the native op native optimizations like ui vert virtualization and like recycle views um so then xamarin came along and it's a bit different where it does compile down a native and it does piggyback off uh, optimizations that the platforms have um obviously stuff has gotten more simpler as far as like cross-platform since like react native and flutter um but i mean for me i'm kind of gonna stick with it until i kind of see a need because the same thing with Nick, I know how to like, my priority is to ship the product, right? So un until like we hit a lot of projects that don't need really in-depth native implementations and just need like a simple app, I'm probably gonna stick to it. But if there were stuff where it's like, oh, we need a lot of like simple apps that are fairly easy to pump out in these other platforms, 
then I can easily just learn those and, and obviously, obviously optimize for whatever our clients need. Gotcha. So <clears throat> I know I kind of hint that cloud is going to be important for mobile developers to know that either of you agree. Um, and if yes, what to, to what extent? And if no, why not? Uh, I could start because this is something I've been thinking about for a while. Um, and so I even just started like with my, my mobile app currently, uh, it's, it's for people who play Tekken competitively. It's called T7 Chicken Plus. I've got 30,000 users right now and it's doing pretty well. And right now, all of the data is just in JSON in the app. And I did that because my users were very picky about me using internet at all. Um, but I think like things are, for my own learning sake, I decided that I wanna put that um, on a on a cloud now and so I made like a GraphQL endpoint for it and everything um, and so I do I, I'm very I'm newer to the cloud stuff and but I, what I like about cloud is how I like I spoke earlier about me just wanting to be able to ship stuff and cloud to me seems like a, a tool that's gonna help me just ship things faster and i think that's the main that's the main benefit for me right now <clears throat> but i do acknowledge that you know it can handle like scaling up and integrating things like that and so um i think that i do actually believe that cloud will be the future uh, but i do think that there is value in knowing how to do things without the cloud Yes. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree that cloud is probably going to be a, a wave that mobile devs need to kind of like learn about um, mainly because I mean, we, we mainly do like front end stuff. So we mainly just do the apps, but I do see us stepping into some back end stuff or helping with the back end in the sense that like taking advantage of like microservices or stuff like that or like Firebase databases, st stuff that's meant to kind of make it easier to scale and just be like in a modern context uh, as far as like your app so your app needs to be scale scalable um and then with the cloud you don't have to worry about sys system admin stuff as much if you, you if you leverage their stuff um obviously being in having some experience with system system admin stuff like you want to avoid that as much as possible if you can <laughs> so if you can leverage like microservices or and like file like cloud storage and all that fancy stuff um, that will definitely help and obviously add to your value as far as like when clients need those certain things you have obviously have that experience already and know how to use it properly so are <clears throat> uh, given those answers are either one of you actively learning anything fun in the cloud um i'm asking because as i'm looking for another job there's a lot of stuff where it's like cloud is a requirement and that's something i didn't see what two years ago mm -hmm. yeah i think i've been a mobile developer for two years so <clears throat> it's just something that recently popped up that's fairly interesting i am still trying to decide what direction i want to go like uh i've been to me it looks like i'm gonna have to flip a coin between google cloud and aws um i'm not Why? sure so <laughs> I was just about to say, I'm not sure why, but let me think about it. <laughs> um, I think it's because at this point, or at, at least for my needs, I feel like if you're going to choose between these types of platforms, uh, like if, if I had tons of experience with AWS and Google Cloud, I might be able to commit to one because I would know about like the intricacies and the things I like. And don't like but right now i don't know enough and so I, don't, I feel like it doesn't really matter what i choose if anything i do really like aws because they actually have tons of support for react native so that's something that i want to factor in um and then uh, and they they just there's there's so much tooling around it uh so i think like but I also see tons of demand for Google Cloud and Azure and stuff like that. I, I feel like you really can't go wrong and it's just going to come down to um, 
like your own personal interests and stuff like because i see that support for react native coming from aws and because even my own personal network i, I feel like i have more uh friends that are into aws than the other stuff then that's kind of the direction i go and so maybe you have more google cloud friends and that's just might be a thing for you so i don't know i'm in i'm in a space right now where i i'm, not, I'm in that same space as you where i'm like i need i want to make a decision i'm going to have to eventually try try them both out to a certain degree or just commit to one uh for us, I think we're gonna start uh, learning Azure a lot more, mainly because obviously we work with a lot of Microsoft shops, so a lot of them um, mm. are moving into Azure. And I think the, that requirement you're seeing is a lot of people are understanding that they kind of need to optimize their business to use the cloud. So they're hoping someone new would have some experience with that. But it's kind of like, I mean, depending on how many years of experience they need, it's kind of like a crazy requirement to have for someone to have experience in kind of both of them. But I think mainly their target is just to kind of like, you kind of know what you're doing and kind of can help us figure out what we should be doing in cloud. Um, just because they probably realize that a lot of newer uh, people in the space are have experience with that versus whereas they're, they're just stuck in whatever they're doing. Um, so I think that's what they're they're shooting for there. But I also, so we're, we're learning cloud, but I think we need to learn more of like uh, the serverless stuff to kind of, like I said before, help clients um, with their backend needs. Um, and then I think another thing that that's another trend that we're seeing that we're kind of going to invest into heavily is machine learning, because I think machine learning will eventually mature in the business for like business uses. Right now, we don't really see them. We kind of see them in, in kind of like consumer level applications as far as like photo editing from Apple and like Google and then uh, filters from Snapchat and Instagram. But I think once like machine learning gets to be understood as as a business need, um, they will have to integrate fairly well with apps. And I think that's kind of why we want to invest into that as far as like learning some of the basics just so that we can kind of at least facilitate those relationships. Like, okay, if you want to do this, then you kind of have to go this route. Um, so that's kind of what I'm seeing right now. Yeah, you, probably, you got a good point. Um, yeah, I think people, IoT is a big thing too. It's bigger than I think mobile people expected it to be. So with apps being like that middleman, it, it does make sense to know at least how to maneuver in the cloud. Yeah. So I guess we'll see how that works out. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of do both, so I'm biased as hell. Are you uh, are you like worried about anything as far as the cloud goes, or like uh, like yeah? What do you what are your thoughts? I'm I'm curious. <clears throat> I mean, for me, I'm not really worried, but one like the DevOps space is fairly like new as a formal title. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's there's not a lot of people doing DevOps for mobile. So you got all these teams working like independently and nobody's kind of like formalizing that that pipeline for development to production type of thing. Um, so that's kind of how I got into the cloud stuff. But also maturity level, I've been on AWS for going on six years. So oh, wow. for me, like I just stick with AWS. Like I've done some stuff on Azure that I've like streamed or whatever. Um, I did GCP real heavy over the holidays and I think GCP is expensive as fuck. So I'm just, I'm not going back. Um, but yeah, I just, I struggle with AWS and now that I don't struggle anymore, well, I put brain power towards, you know, anything else, exactly. but it's also easy for me to make these different pipelines. Like I can spin up a server with Jenkins mm -hmm. and I can have it when I'm building my Android apps automatically make sure that it builds, run my test, um, and then compile it the APK so I can just upload to Google Store. Yeah, that's that's one thing that you can leverage as far as cloud as well. Like a lot of obviously we build a lot of apps uh, for different clients, so we need to. Uh, and I don't want to sit here while it, it compiles and builds out for the stores. So we we leverage uh, pipelines to be able to like oh once once we commit to the certain branch in the Git repo, it builds out and pushes to the store, and then we can just uh, email the client like hey, there's a new version of the app, go download it. And obviously like clients would like that type of stuff because it obviously helps 
uh, make the process faster and avoid mistakes. Uh, so let's see. We talked about your least favorite part a little bit. So what is your favorite part? Well, actually, let's back up. Before we talk about your favorite part, did either you have formal education in mobile? Um, and by that, I mean like going to school in particular to be a mobile developer or going to a boot camp in order to be a mobile developer? Absolutely none. <laughs> I went to college for computer engineering and kind of did software, but it was, I didn't have any mobile courses. Got you. Okay. I mean, I didn't either, but fun to ask anyway. (laughs) But what is your favorite part of being a mobile developer? Um, Whether it's the money you make or just seeing your app on people's phones. Uh, I'll I'll take that. And I I think it really is the... And this is when I realized I I cared more about shipping product than like the deep technology code stuff. Uh, it's seeing people use the app. So uh, I, I'm a competitive Tekken player. Like I've gone, I traveled like the world for tournaments. Like my last one was in Thailand. Uh, I've been to tournaments in Scotland and Sweden and all this other stuff. And the greatest feeling ever <clears throat> is like just before, ju- like being on the tournament floor and I'm like looking around and people are literally walking towards their setups looking at my app before their matches they're like you know they find out they got to fight some dude who uses i don't know like lily or something and then they i see them using the app they're looking at lily going through all the moves and stuff and i'm like wow like that's how i know um i brought value to this community you know and it's even reached the point where like people there was a point where everyone knew i made the app and now there's now now no one knows who i am but then they know but they know the app though so like sometimes i would meet somebody and then months later they'd hit me up on like facebook and be like yo i just realized you're the guy that made the app and i was like yeah man that's me and so um so that's super rewarding for me and that's i feel like that's what really keeps me going um mine's pretty similar to nick's um it's kind of like seeing the app in use. So like we get a lot of clients that kind of have like the idea on a napkin. So they just draw it out and like they don't even have like a, a UI or anything. They just kind of know like the business needs. So taking them through the whole process uh, as far as like getting those down, figuring out like mock UIs, uh, beta testing, going through the whole entire processing and then finally getting to the, the stage where they ship and they get a lot of client feedback and they love it. It's like, oh my God, it's the greatest thing ever. Uh, a lot of clients love it stuff like that like that feedback is kind of what drives me and kind of like i mean yeah it brings value to a certain community it's like they they enjoy the app so that's kind of what drives me as well um damn you guys are like all sentimental and shit like I like seeing my stuff Yo, on the door. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I feel a little emotional and happy yeah yeah all our uh uh <laughs> Uh, clients have like a lot of uh other clients so like we, when they have like big brands that say oh yeah we use the app and then you walk in the store it's like oh you guys use that app oh that's mm-hmm. dope yeah, i mean they would have no idea i built it but it's still dope if i was to bring up a, a technical aspect of it like designing for mobile is like easier than webs web most of the time because you just there's like less and you have to focus there's less on the screen and you really have to focus on making sure only the important things the most important things are on the screen when you're on mobile um and so like web can be really finicky sometimes um and so that's not to say like that mobile is like easier in general because then you still have all of like you know, platform and, and device specific stuff to, to do. But I honestly feel like I can ship mobile apps. Well, I got to hesitate when I say this, <laughs> but I honestly feel like I could ship mobile apps uh, a little faster than I can um, for web or or the mobile app stuff would would be a little more have a little more value to it because of that focus on making sure the, the most important stuff is on the screen of your experience basically yeah i guess (laughs) never thought about that but i also don't do a lot of front-facing web stuff if i don't have to 
Yeah. <laughs> so I actually don't. Um, okay, I've been doing tons of web stuff for the past couple of months because uh, of Gatsby. I genuinely never liked web development, and I was a web developer this whole time. And so that's why I was hype about React Native because I got to do mobile stuff, and it felt like less stressful for me personally. Um, but now, like, I've been messing with Gatsby. I've been doing all kinds of stuff with web just because it, it really gets out of the way of the developer and all the setup and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, so let's see. Uh, damn, we asked all of the fun stuff. Oh, if you could choose a new platform as of now to learn, like say your platform just dies off, what would you choose and why? As far as like mobile or in general? In general. Uh, probably machine learning. Uh, just because it's a new uh, field. And that's kind of why I got into mobile. Uh, at that time, it was a new thing. And it once if, if it's a new field, it's kind of really easy to move up the ranks once you have some experience. Um, so obviously, that's kind of why I would pick it. And I mean, the, the applications are pretty interesting. So that's kind of why it, piques my interest damn that's a that's a tough question for me um like knowing myself like i'll i'll pick something right if that if that was the case but like i feel like i would want to focus on um Man, I, I honestly, I don't know. You haven't thought about it? I've thought about <laughs> I, it. I, I haven't thought of it because I think it's because I'm also... Yeah, I'm doing web and I, but I like, I have that and, and I think that's great. And I'm, I'm kind of thinking about what I would do if I didn't have uh, web either, right? Like, Cause that is part of my platform. That's that's why it's such a big question. It's like that whole thing is gone for me. If if React, if everything I know, like React went away and JavaScript and all that stuff, like that's what I did for both web and and mobile, right? Um, but I think because I care a lot about the about shipping and providing like user experience and stuff, like maybe I would look into design, like UX. Like, yeah, UX, UX, like, I don't know. I, I really like UX. I feel like, uh, I feel like it was like UX designers are low key. Some of the smartest people I know. I don't, I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way, but I, maybe I've met really good UX designers. Nah, they're definitely, they're definitely clutch to have in, in your pocket. Yeah. That's interesting. Wow, you really you took it another level though. You said if web was gone, well, because that is my platform. <laughs> platform is web. I'm just doing mobile with it, and that's I why mean, that's why people true. hate JavaScript people. <laughs> hate is such a strong word. Strongly dislike sounds so much nicer. Y'all, y'all mad. That's the point. Python <laughs> <laughs> has died, and everybody hates it. So. <laughs> Um, so given all these scenarios, where do you see your different platforms going in the next couple of years? Let's say next five years, since that's like the timeline, I'll be out of mobile. So, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll jump in like, so there's a lot of different like waves right now through both web and mobile. And I think like something that, well, and the reason why like Microsoft is heavily involved with React Native now because uh, they want to help push forward the idea of writing code for both mobile and web from just a single code base. So it's already going that direction. I already know it's going there. But the other wave that's coming through is no code or low code. And so I feel like we're everyone is in this rat race right now where they're either trying to make the that one thing a standard so that you can handle mobile and web and all like whatever else you want to do from one spot but then also they there's this wave that like you want to 
also provide these platforms for people who have no idea how to code but still want to ship apps and ship products and stuff like that so i'm interested in seeing where that goes like maybe i'm about to become like a no code engineer or something like that like i don't even know what that means but <laughs> that's what i see coming in the future right now yeah and uh, i think google bought some startup that I, I, there's a lot of startups that do no code app stuff yes. i try to make one but i think i think we got the market fit wrong but there's i've seen like at least three big ones um and i i know google bought one so i think yeah you're right on on that being a wave um, I think for Xamarin and mobile in general, I think it's going to mature and plateau. Um, so that's kind of why I already thought about that question that Kevin had, uh, as far uh, as like, if it died, where would you go? That's kind of why we're already thinking about it. Cause I mean, we, we we're kind of bored with mobile I mean, six years. Like we, we understand what's going on. Like there's not much for much mm. else for us to learn. Um, so that's kind of why we're like, okay, if, if we're going to scale, um, we can easily manage mobile, but at some point it's gonna start gonna, gonna start going down um so we kind of need to be on already invested in another wave and i think that's kind of why uh we mm -hmm. pick machine learning um but i think i mean there's still hella bags to be made in mobile don't i don't question oh, yeah. that um <laughs> it's just for us personally like we we kind of got it on a lock we we don't really i mean the only thing we can improve is just business side of the whole process as far as like the apps i think we kind of got that figured out uh, but I mean, there's, de there's definitely a lot of space for newer people and who, I mean, I'm just saying this because we don't, I mean, this is just the, the, the snapshot of the market right now. I mean, stuff can change and apps could have another implementation that brings back demand. But I think most, most businesses are, are starting to understand we need to have uh, at some point, every business will have that fulfilled and there won't be an insane demand for it. But may, is that five years or 10 years? I don't know. But I mean, we're already just trying to be ahead of the curve. See, I need to get get to that level. So that was a flex, being like, "Yo, we we does this, we does mobile, and we know what the deal is, and we're just not moving away from mobile, not because there's no there isn't a bag, but we're moving, we're thinking about what's next because we just want to do something new." That's a flex. Yeah, I, I mean, think that comes with years, though, right? Because yeah. I mean, I've been in a while too, and yeah, it, it's just shit's just boring, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like you get to a certain point where you feel like you've built or you've dealt with almost everything that anyone could think about and i think because you're in a react native space it's a little harder to do that like react mm. native is still pretty young compared to the platforms that we use yeah yeah i think uh for me i think because my interest is in the value i would bring to like a community or whatever like i don't know uh and and this is me like, I don't know how bored I would I would get of that. But then also, like, I'm still pretty new to doing this kind of stuff. And so maybe at some point um, I'll feel the same way. Like, yo, I'm just tired of supporting communities with good stuff. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think it's I don't think it's yeah. that. It's just you, you kind of uh, get bored of the mobile. It's like, OK, yeah, exactly. I can do this. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. I can do this, but there's other ways I, I, we want to do this. So, like, obviously, it's the same concept, but machine learning, there's an application there. Like, there could, that could save somebody's lives, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, changing the interest into the what the new framework that you're kind of, like, because you're curious. It's like, OK, I know mobile. Cool, that's, that's cool. I want to learn something else. And then that kind of just feeds your curiosity in that field. All right, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I don't think you ever get tired of the communities that like you're trying to impact. It's really just, um, well, damn, I've done all the cool shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How can I get my dopamine high now? <laughs> Everything's so like, oh man, I did it. And so like you get like that high for maybe a day after you publish an app and it's just like, all right. Back. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's see getting to we got about 10 minutes left you have any advice for people trying to get where you are um for example like anything maybe like classes to look into um i don't know rsv rss fees to check out boot camps maybe going to college the floor is yours <laughs> go ahead emmanuel <laughs> i've been um, going for too much <laughs> okay 
Um, I think for for me, just because I, I kind of like on the contracting side and like the business consulting side, I think consulting um, or getting into consulting fairly early in your career is very beneficial because if you're like me, you kind of get bored of doing one project over and over again. Um, so consulting kind of offers a variety of different uh, projects and it kind of reinforces your soft skills, which is are, are very important in software. Um, which a lot of people kind of sleep on. And I think that soft skills kind of set people apart. And I think consulting just gives you a lot of fundamentals as far as like project management and like handling clients that can be applied to a lot of other things outside of mobile. So that's kind of one skill set that I would kind of uh, tell people to go towards. How I did that is I just started at a, working at a software consulting place. Um, I, there's probably other resources you could do like freelance stuff like on Upwork or other stuff like that Kevin has done. Just consulting in general, I think, is very beneficial. Mm. Uh, for me, so this is actually I'm I'm starting to get into consulting and stuff. I've been putting out um, feelers, um, not aggressively right now. Uh, but for me to get where I'm at, it was really a matter of uh, just making stuff and shipping it. Like, I, I wanted to, <clears throat> I wanted a career change. And so, like, and I knew I needed to learn a new skill. I, f I figured I'd do the whole thing with coding. And so, you know, it was, it was a big grind for me. Uh, but nothing has helped me more than actually making stuff and just being really public about it too um i remember the first few iterations of t7 chicken like or it wasn't even called t7 at the time because second segment didn't exist but i was uploading videos and stuff and i'm like hey everybody this is what i'm working on this is on my like facebook this is what i'm working on i started learning how to code i'm trying to make an app for everybody and um and you know, it started building traction that way. It looked like absolute trash, which is how I got a really dope UX designer to help. He's like, hey, by the way, I'm a UX designer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he offered his help and all that stuff. Um, and you know, the rest is history from there, but the for the most part, just being really public about building stuff has, and being really public about building stuff and like actually building the thing and shipping it has done wonders for me and like and like my confidence and stuff like that yeah i think uh what he's highlighting is probably like networking which i probably is a really good thing i i don't think i did that really early in, the, in my career but i think a lot of people are, are like nick way more open about what they're doing and like a lot of people are getting into coding that aren't coming from unconventional paths and obviously documenting their journey and that obviously highlights their journey and brings other people that have similar journeys into the space and i think like supporting like that type of uh network as far as like oh do you guys need help in this certain thing like that's very important i think you can get a lot of uh gems from tapping into that network i think twitter is probably a really good space um that i see for that um but yeah that's something that that i didn't have when i started my career that i would enjoy a lot of and I'm enjoying now. So mm -hmm. one thing I do wish I kind of was aware of when I was starting, and it's not to say I regret anything. Um, and it's not to say, I think building stuff is like more important and learning is more important, but I do wish I prioritized making money. Uh, because, uh, one of my issues within the past, like couple of years that I'm pretty open about is like, I have so much energy to make things and build stuff and ship and whatever um but i haven't really gotten like returns for it and so i might i might have i might it might have it might have helped me as, as far as like my reputation and stuff goes and um it's helped me a lot with meeting people and networking and establishing myself uh but i that my 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 thing for 2020 now is like i'm not right i'm not lifting a finger towards something until i know i'm gonna actually make money off of it and so I wish I had that in mind or I spent some time trying to learn more about that stuff uh, personally, just because, you know, 
money is nice to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I went that same route, though. Um, yeah, everyone does it, honestly. Yeah, I I just, I never thought anyone would pay me for mobile skills. So <laughs> I don't think I really prioritized it till, I don't know. Well, yeah, I do know. Until somebody offered to pay me $3,000 for an app. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, people will actually pay me to do this thing that I'm doing after work anyway. I completely get it. Yeah, and I think the the network also kind of helps a lot of people monetize their skills. Because I think obviously, mm-hmm. obviously highlighting that you have those skills is, is good, but that's at some do- at some point you need to have a jab in there. Like, okay, now you guys got to pay me. And I think kind of figuring out how to establish all that stuff as a setup to being able to do that is very important. I think the the network kind of highlights how to do that as well. Yep. Uh, so. Second to last question: What is your favorite backpack? And yes, I will be judging, so choose wisely. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll go first. I don't. So I'm not. I don't identify as like a backpack person. <laughs> but <laughs> this disclaimer does not help your case. <laughs> uh, I'm being judged right now. But I do have my my favorite backpack is. A backpack i did like i was at a tournament in vegas and i had to do like some interview thing with red bull and they gave us like these these like red bull i guess it's like an esports backpack or something i don't know but i really like it it's pretty um it's like kind of long and you could tell it's for and you could tell it's for people who want to be like active like i would go running with this backpack or go hiking you know, got a lot of deep pockets and convenient stuff like that. So um, it's definitely, I don't know. I think it looks kind of cool, but it's definitely not like a flex backpack like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that big into backpacks neither. I mean, the one, <laughs> like the one that I have is, is just a Wilson leather backpack. I mean, it's, it's just classy. It's not that practical. Like it's not that, it doesn't have a lot of compartments, but it's, it's nice. So that's my pick. Oh, uh, you see, you see these at um, like Aldo's. Oh, the these types of backpacks. I like these. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> yeah, I was too, because I was like Wilson leather. All I know about that is like leather jackets. Yeah, they they have a backpacks line, I guess. Uh, I got it as a gift, and I mean it. It lasted me like five years, so I probably. I mean, they're expensive, but I probably buy another one just because they last a long time. And I get compliments on it all the time, too. It's like, oh, I like your backpack. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yo, they really stand out. Leather backpacks really do stand out. There's something about them. Like, if I'm like... I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm destructive. So, like, when you when you think about that, like, yeah. I've ripped at least two backpacks. So, when you think about leather, I don't know. They, they hold up, and then they kind of get, like, the vintage look going on after a while. Because, obviously, yeah, you like, flights and just throw them anywhere they kind of get scratched up so and then mm. like they, they just have that vintage look for a bit Yo, they have a, a it doesn't work <laughs> they have a leather fanny pack <laughs> please don't rock a fanny pack <laughs> <laughs> love yourself a little bit more what would you uh what would you recommend let's say i want to jump into the the backpack game what would you say is a good starter functional or just to look nice both (laughs) both um i really like the chrome industry line um but also north face has a strong like i guess i'll call it a student line (laughs) you know Mm. like it's something typical you see on a college campus so you know you're going to be able to hold your stuff and you can travel with it Mm. uh but if you want like be able to put in my computer a kindle and a couple of pens and pencils like something really quick mm-hmm. herschel's always my go-to they can get a little pricey depending on the style but they're just really nice and coordinated the right way makes your mm. outfit look 10 times better you know throw on a hat i like herschel i like yeah, I, it i do they run like damn near everything in my house like i have four herschel like <laughs> Uh, backpacks and then a duffel and a wallet it's horrible mm. <laughs> this is nice do you have like a backpack on right now 
<laughs> no, because I'm with my dad. <laughs> but there's, there's a bag in every car. Um, <laughs> so even my siblings in their car is a backpack that I probably owned. I have a 13-gallon tub, so I want to say I'm up to 25 backpacks. Wow. That's I'm love. I'm probably about to buy two more. <laughs> yeah, they all range from, like, Walmart bags up to, like, what this RSF was 150 or 200 dollars. I think that's the max I've paid so far. But I want this Gucci bag that's like 1500. So, wow, that's love right there. It's a serious addiction. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I, I guess uh, before I ask you where people can find you, any last comments as well of for anyone that wants to get into mobile, get into tech, anything like that. I can't. I feel like we covered a lot of good stuff, actually. Works for, for me. For, for <laughs> myself. For myself personally. I don't know if Emmanuel. I would say by Kevin's guide. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a pretty good roadmap as far as like things that need to happen as far as like getting into mobile. But I think mainly just be curious and ask, like, figure out people that are into the space and just ask them connect with them like i think everybody's fairly open as far as like what they do and have general tips as far as like road barriers that you usually see as far as like developing career in that space um and i think there's there's pretty much a person for any niche in, in tech on twitter so just get on there and kind of network with people and figure out what what people are doing and figure out what you like to do yeah that's fair um so where can everyone find you uh so websites any uh you know popular apps nick that people can download uh twitter instagram maybe facebook uh so all my handles are at dehesus d-a-y-s-o oh wait i just i just messed that up D <laughs> d-a-y-h-a-y-s-o-o-s um I think right now the best place to find me is on Twitter, but very soon I'm going to have my uh, personal site, which will be dejesus.com, and I'm going to be putting up a lot of content around, um, you know, Gatsby, React Native stuff, uh, as well as my Egghead courses, um, which, like, I have to get that, that whole thing started. So I'm going to be announcing it on Twitter, so all that stuff's going to just be right there. Plug the app. And if you want to get good at Tekken uh, and you don't know where to go and get all that information right now, you have to get T7 Chicken Plus. Uh, it's a beautifully designed app. All the characters are drawn out as chickens. And uh, you can see animated GIFs for each attack. So, like, you don't have to boot up the game um, um, just to see, like, what, what some characters doing and nothing like that. It's a perfect app to have just before your matches at your locals or major tournaments. Nice. Gotcha. Um, so I'm mainly on Twitter. Uh, handle I may change one day, but for right now it's it's a it is a anchor baby. So I S S A anchor baby. Um, probably need to change that one day, but for right now that's what it is. <laughs> uh, we're gun we're rebranding our site so i don't really want to point people to it because it's we kind of just pumped it out and really don't use it as a funnel but we're going to go through a rebrand i think i'll just announce that and we'll probably have like a blog section where i kind of talk about the, the things we're exploring kind of go in depth uh, as far as like xamarin implementations and things that i see in the space gotcha well Thank you guys uh, for coming and talking about your platform, uh, talking shit about other platforms and JavaScript developers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm the only one that did that, and I'm the JavaScript developer. For self-hating. Oh, it's okay. Lots right. of self-hate. <laughs> it's fine. We agreed. <laughs> yeah, you, you notice how I didn't stop you at all? I was like, yeah, I mean. That's true. None of y'all tried to help me out. <laughs> hey, you know exactly where I'm at. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thank you for uh, being on the podcast. And if you do want the mobile guide, I'm going to discount it whenever this episode drops to who knows what. So um, 
we'll see what my liquor induced hands put in for a discount <laughs> um is there anything else i don't think there's any more announcements uh but yeah just thanks for being on here thanks for talking thanks for giving your perspective and thank you for inviting me that was a lot of fun yeah uh yeah thanks for having this and, and introducing a lot of people to mobile uh it's because i love mobile more than everybody else sorry nick <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh okay <laughs> all right well, i'll see y'all on twitter yeah see you <laughs> all right bye All right, everyone, per usual, uh, go check out our guest speakers. I have all the information linked below. Um, like I said, like this is really good for those of you interested in making like the hybrid stuff so you can get an Android and iOS app at once. Uh, later, I'll bring in someone who does strictly iOS apps and we'll talk about the native side uh, together. And then maybe I can bring these guys back on as well. But uh, check them out ask them questions they're really nice i swear they're nice um so you can ask them whatever you want and then if you want to buy the mobile guide the coupon code is podcast so when you check out should allow you to put in like a promo or whatever and go ahead and type in podcast all the information will be down below as long as well as the social media stuff so uh talk to everyone next episode well not really but you get it